Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ooh, it's cold in Brussels. Mind you, it's cold everywhere, isn't it? I don't think there's any great difference between the temperature back at home and uh, the Belgian capital, where I arrived late last night, jumping on a train, as I do with increasing frequency to come to Brussels, because I flipping love the place. Um, and, and by the way, w- from where I live in uh, south-east London, it's uh, almost exactly the same, takes almost exactly the same time to get to Manchester as it does to get to Brussels by train. Um, and uh, quite often, with a bit of luck, it's cheaper as well. And there's a little place that I'm staying just in Saint-Gilles, which is a 10-minute walk from the Garde de Midi, which is a brilliant part of Brussels, um, which is incredibly cheap and lovely and warm and cosy and uh, interesting and that's what Brussels is to me. It's a kind of, it's got a kind of, I mean, it's got a kind of quirky architecture and it's got a quirky kind of vibe, at, but also, but not in a, not in a kind of self-conscious way or anything. It's just a city, capital city that just gets on with it really. And, um, you know, uh, has got, has got an identifiable flavour and characteristic all of its own. It's unmistakably Brussels. And in my imagination, that is often bound up with. Um, with the figure of the greatest, well, the greatest um, uh, musician ever to come out from, uh, come from Brussels, Jacques Brel, the, 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 who I've spoken about, and you've heard, quite, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last few years, you will have heard me every now and again, every six months, I'll wheel, I'll crank out a Jacques Brel song and plop it into the, the podcast. I'm going to weave, I think, quite a few into this podcast because um, I like it. <laughs> So you're going to have to listen as well. Um, and I'm actually on my way to the F- Braille Foundation. I think I'm going to have a little look around that museum again. Um, and um, I, I, I was just sort of reading a little bit about Braille's uh, final concert. At the absolute height of his fame and at the height of his powers, he decided he just had enough of performing. Um, even though he played huge gigs, you know, almost every night of the week he was incredibly hard working and busy he decided that he just had enough and he had um so he decided in 19 what was it 1967 that that was it and he did one last filmed um performance which was it will always be remembered as his greatest performance partly because it was the last time he played the olympia venue in in paris and that you can you can see that you know, have a little search search for it online, and uh, it's amazing. It's got the definitive performance of Numikit Numikit Pa, 
in it. But then I found this little detail that he still had sort of six months worth of touring contracts to fulfil that he couldn't just walk away from. So he carried on touring after that for another six months or so. And um, it was on May the 16th in 1967 that he performed his final ever live uh, concert. And that was in Roubaix, <laughs> of all places, um, 1967. So 1967 was the year in which, well, actually in May 1967, Eddie Merckx was uh, competing in his first ever Grand Tour, the Giro d'Italia. Um, he, in 1967, would become the world champion for the first time in the uh, first of his three world championships. And in 1968, of course, he won Paris-Roubaix <laughs> and... And in 1691, his first Tour de France. So as Brel disappeared, stage left, and died very young, uh, great Belgian national hero, hero of Brussels, Eddie Merckx stepped up, also from Brussels, and along with Jack Brel. Well, you'd have to say Merckx and Brel are the two greatest cultural icons in 20th century Belgian history, really. And I like how their, their timelines, their chronologies just touch around about that time in May 1967. If you don't know anything about Jacques Brel, you do know a lot more than you think you know about Jacques Brel. Because even though he was stubbornly francophone, he, he sung one song with a bit of Flemish in, Marique, which I hope we'll hear a bit later in the pod and which we've, I've played before on the podcast. Other than that, he sang in French with this very strong Brussels accent that was at first lampooned by the Parisian uh, Muserati, if that's a word. And then they warmly embraced it because it was just different and earthy and guttural and angry, forceful. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Yes, yeah, you do know Jacques Brel. You just don't know you know Jacques Brel because um, his music, even during his lifetime, his performing lifetime, was covered and admired by uh, English-speaking artists and German-speaking artists from across the world. And um, he stubbornly refused to sing in English, but he didn't mind collecting the royalties as many, many people covered his music. Adieu les mille, je t'aimais bien Adieu les mille, je t'aimais bien Tu sais Le Moribond, the story of a dying man, was a hit in 1974 for the Canadian singer Barry Jacks. When all the birds are singing in the sky, now that the spring is in the air, pretty girls are everywhere. And then, of course, unforgettably, Westlife. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the hills that we climbed were just seasons at a time. It's like des fous, je veux qu'on rit, je veux qu'on danse, quand c'est qu'on mettra dans trop. Then there's the Port of Amsterdam. Dans le Port d'Amsterdam. Covered by, among other people, a very young David Bowie. 
And in the port of Amsterdam There's a sailor who sleeps While the riverbank weeps To the old willow tree But Brel's biggest hit of all, the Mikitpa, was covered variously by so many people. Mikitpa, il faut oublier tout peut s'oublier qui s'enfuit déjà including Shirley Bassey take the sun away all the birds that flew Frank Sinatra in the summer sky when our love was new and our hearts were high and Marlena Dietrich lieb nur dich allein bitte geh nicht fort Bitte geh nicht fort, bitte geh nicht fort, bitte geh nicht fort. Moi, je t'offrirai des perles de pluie venues de pays où il ne pleut pas. Je creuserai la terre jusqu'après ma mort pour couvrir ton corps d'or et de lumière. Je ferai un domaine où l'amour sera roi, où l'amour... So there we go. There's 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 a bit of there's a bit of braille for you. Um, it's about three o'clock, half past three in the afternoon now. Freezing cold. The sun will be down in about an hour. I'd have thought. Bright blue skies above me though. Um, and I've just spent all day to this point in the Royal uh, Library in Brussels. Uh, the National Library, effectively, where I've obtained a day's reader's card and I've been trawling through for another completely different research project. I've been trawling through some papery old um, uh, Dutch language and French language, Belgian newspapers, um, on a story that is kind of taking some sort of shape that one day I might be able to uh, uh, publish in some shape or other. I don't think it'd be a book, far from it, but it might be a, I don't know, podcast, maybe, or even a, a story. But we'll see. It's not ready yet. Anyway, I've, I've absolutely loved my time in the beautiful surroundings of the library. And I'm, I'm wandering off now to... Uh, I think, I, yeah, I think I will go and have a little nosy in the, in the um, Brell Foundation. And tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, uh, I have got a very early appointment with um, Thomas von den Spiegel. Thomas von den Spiegel. Who's uh, actually probably just listening to this as well, to listen to it back. And I've just... Um, so mangled the pronunciation of his accent. Who is the um, boss of the Flanders Classics race organisers? Who, amongst other things, organise the Ronde von Flanderen, the Tour of Flanders, and all the big uh, Belgian, really Belgian one-day races. Um, and uh, there's loads to talk to Thomas about. He's uh, a person I've never met in person. I've spoken to him on the phone. I've commissioned him to do an essay a couple of years ago for the Roadbook, which is brilliant, really interesting about how he kept the Flanders Classics programme alive during the COVID pandemic. Um, but there's loads to talk to him about, about the race that is, he is in charge. He has a nationally important job of, of keeping the, uh, the Tour of Flanders in rude health, which it still is. Um, and then after that, I'm going to go just briefly before I get by Eurostar home, I'm going to go and uh, tread in the footsteps once more of um, Teofil Birkman. And I'm going to hopefully catch up with the um, Poet Laureate of cycling uh, culture in Belgium and um, a character who features in 1923 and who wrote a poem which he dedicated to me uh, when I told him about Théophile Birkman. Uh, so, yeah, going to be a little kind of Flandrian, Flandrian journey. Um, yeah, 
let's hear a bit of Marik just to get, get us through this little um, junction in time and onto the next bit of the podcast. This is, as I say, the only time that Jacques Brel sung in Dutch and French. Obviously, he combines both languages in this song. Ay, Marik, Marik, je t'aimais tant entre les tours de Bruges et Gand. Ay, Marik, Marik, il y a longtemps entre les tours de Bruges et Gand. Zonder liefde, warme liefde, wijde wind, de stomme wind. Zonder liefde, warme liefde, wind, de zee, de grijze zee. Zonder liefde, warme liefde. Well, it's Wednesday morning now, and um, there's been a slight change of plans. Uh, late last night, I got a message from Thomas von Spiegel saying that um, something more important than talking to Nevestray's far had occurred, and um, he had to travel somewhere else away from Brussels and wouldn't be able to fit me in, which is very disappointing. And he offered to do a, a telephone interview, so thanks for that, Thomas. But um, it's kind of not the way we do things on Nevestray's far, so there'll be another opportunity to. to to talk to Thomas in the years to come. So, I'm still going to go to Ninov and catch up with uh, Willy, Willy Ferreira. Um, but I thought that on my way to Ninov, on this long looping train, it's just pulling into Platform 21 in Brussels Gardenville now, the S6 destination Dendelu. Um, it goes through, um, it goes through Gerardsbergen. And I've uh, never actually got off and explored Gerardsbergen with its famous cobbled climb and the chapel at the top of the hill such a feature of so many of the great Belgian one-day races. So I am going to go to Heransberg and explore and bring the fruit of my exploration to your ears. Oh, I love this train. Um, I've forgotten how much I enjoy this journey that I took quite a few times when I was researching my book because it cuts through all these kind of uber Flandrian places just to the to the west of Brussels. Um, and on a day like today, they, they could hardly be more kind of archetypal Flanders as well, just leaving Edingen Station and um, uh, gliding past these platforms which have got clusters of... Uh, just little snowy patches it's grey and overcast unlike the bright blue weather of yesterday it's really quite dark even though it's half past ten in the morning now and um, yeah the red brick houses and the grey roofs and the bare trees it's an industrial estate that just gone past with a, um, a kind of post-war what looks like a sort of post-war factory block that's still some doing something producing something or other and weirdly on top of the flat roof there appeared to be a, a kind of concrete statue of what looked like a roman centurion um looking down into the the, the kind of concrete yard beneath him full of old rusty bits of machinery this roman centurion and he appeared to have a um a, a, an alsatian Made, also made out of concrete, straining at a leash, just to add to the kind of um, <laughs> bleakness of the uh, of the image. Heading and it is 
Stuker de stop het Herne, Tollenbeek, Camaragis, Vianne, Murbecke, Gramont, which is also Gramont, which is the French name for Gerasberg, and so a few stops before I get there. So a short walk from um, Herradsbergen's railway station and I'm right in the centre of Herradsbergen. Such a familiar sight from watching it in countless bike races with the big church um, that you can see uh, just 50 metres up the road at the start of the climb up to the Muir. And um, you cross over this big old bridge where you can hear that car just going over now, which is um, it's one of those bridges that lifts and turns to allow traffic through along the canal. Um, there's a little sign here actually it's saying welcome in three different languages in French and in German and in English welcome to the the, uh, the Flemish Ardennes you are in the Flemish Ardennes it says here where the landscape is ideal for walks as there is so many differently surprising things to see this is also the arena where cycling enthusiasts rise to the rank of genuine pedaling heroes okay and where stops are made after the finishing line has been crossed whatever that means at historical buildings museums and traditions that's one sentence um they are made to be relished and enjoyed for a long time to come right i'm now going to walk up the mirror hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So after about 50 meters of quite steep sort of eight percent something like that you'll be familiar you'll remember that the, the climb just opens out into this main square of Heraldsbergen that's just there's just um just up this little hill with a town hall beautiful Flemish town hall with its five turrets and its series of uh, tiny little uh, windows built into the very steeply pitched slate roof brick built um beautiful thing in a church whose name I don't know actually big imposing church and those two buildings dominating this cobbled uh, this this cobbled square that the race passes through so it flattens out just a little bit and then I can see where the, the, the rest of the climb starts and that's where I'm heading now up to the, the famous chapel at the top of the climb which I've never been I've never actually been there so I'm really looking forward to seeing whether or not I might even be, be able to get inside who knows um, just had a message as well from another uh, ooh, just passing the bar guidon to my left it says beer bikes coffee and it also says the official fan club of Remco Evenepoel there you go it's just just in this main square um, and uh, yeah just had a message from Alan Piper the uh, the ex tour rider 
um, and of course the director sportif at uh, UAE Team Emirate, who's based, I think actually in, in Gerardsbergen. Uh, I think he lives here. Um, and if memory serves me correctly, I think he might have opened a cafe here some time ago. I don't know whether that's still the case or whether it's just a, something I've imagined. Anyway, I dropped him a line because I knew that I was going to be stopping off here. And would he have time this morning at really late notice just to catch up? And a bit like, a bit like Thomas Fundin Spiegel. It's another no-show for Never Strays Far, guys. But he's got a legitimate excuse. Sent me a very polite message back saying he's got all sorts of commitments to getting the kids out in the school run and then he also said he's handing over the keys to the agent so maybe I've arrived in the day that he sells his house and moves who knows what a mystery as you can probably tell I'm climbing again now and uh, just trying to figure out oh it's over to the left here so the road leaves the square on another tight little ramp and then turns left where the gradient steadies out a little bit but I can see the right hand turn already ahead of me which will uh, take us up the final steep bit very steep bit touching 17% I think uh, to the chapel itself at the top I have to say it's a lovely little town it really is it's beautiful oh, I've just stopped um, a little, little bit further on just because I'm looking at a big steel sculpture of a, a, a female bust. Uh, it's very tall, wearing a hat and looking out down the climb towards Karadsbergen. And there's a little explanation as to what it is. Uh, it's a sculpture by that was erected in 2011 by a local sculptor from Karadsbergen called uh, Konrad Tinel. And it's a monument to Betty Galinsky. And Betty Galinsky was his old piano teacher um, uh, who was born in Kiev in 1904 and came to Belgium in 1922 to live in Ghent. Um, and she, that's where she taught a young Konrad Tienel to play the piano. Um, and Betty Galinsky was taken, uh, taken f from Ghent to uh, Auschwitz she was murdered in the gas chambers and uh, so I'm just trying to I'm trying to I'm hesitating because I, I want to get this right and I'm trying translating from my understanding of Flemish uh, he based it on he based the sculpture on a photograph of Betty that he kept in his atelier uh, hanging on the wall and uh, wanted everyone to remember his old piano teacher walking on and there's there's another sign at the side of the road as I carry on this climb um, that uh, is supposed to encourage all the people riding up it, although I haven't seen anyone on a bicycle today, to be honest. There's almost no one around. Um, and it says, and again, forgive my pronunciation, it's probably a bit erroneous, Echte Flandrians reden op Kasseien. Something like that. Real Flandrians ride on cobblestones. Ha! Oh, I've got to put my gloves back on. Hands are freezing. It's not ideal podcasting conditions, this. That's interesting. I've just passed another sculpture. I'm onto the really steep section, by the way, the final sort of couple of hundred metres of the climb. Um, a sculpture of, like, abstract sculpture of about four or five different figures, like standing sentinel at the side of the road. And in front of the sculpture uh, is a plaque with a poem on, in, in, in written in Dutch, um, which I won't begin to try and translate or even read out because I'll get it wrong but uh, it's clearly uh, a homage to the supporters of road racing and the poem is by Willy Verheger 
who is, of course, the very person I'm still hoping to meet in nearby Ninov. Where, of course, dog, dog, I think there's a fence keeping him in. Hello, all right, you're all right, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's just a bit bored and cold, isn't he? I'm just going to carry on here if that's all right, yeah? Excellent. Um, yeah, hoping to catch up with Willie in a bit. It's been a great start to 2024 so far. All my New Year's resolutions and lifestyle changes are going well. One thing I haven't changed is my daily consumption of AG1. I first took AG1 when preparing for the Olympics way back in 2012, so I'm delighted that they now sponsor the pod. AG1 is a vitamin, mineral, probiotic drink that's designed to meet the foundations of all your vitamin and mineral needs. Of course, when at home, I always try to get my vitamin and mineral servings through whole foods like freshly prepared fruit and veg, but taking AG1 puts my mind at ease knowing the foundations are covered. It also contains aptogens to help buffer stress, plus the travel packs are a lifesaver for when I'm on the road and good nutrition isn't always as easy to come by. Ultimately, AG1 kicks off my day right. I always feel better after taking AG1. I have more focus, more energy, and it tastes great too. That's why if anyone ever asked me if I could only take one supplement, what would it be? I will always answer AG1. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash far. Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash far. Check it out. Well, inside the <coughs> chapel... It is tiny. It's actually only built in 1906, the chapel, but built in a Baroque style. Um, it's basically a circle around the altar and a high dome, little stained glass round windows inside. And all the walls, I'm on my own here, all the walls, pretty much up to the ceiling, are covered in these little marble plaques that later, as they get a bit more recent, the higher up you get, turn into metal plaques and ceramic plaques but started off as marble plaques from the early part of the, the 20th century. They all pretty much, and there must be hundreds of them, say, have a similar message. Um, and the message is Dank, An, and then the, the initials, so thank you to um, the initials O-L-V, which means on the Liebe Frau. And that is our dear lady. So um, they are offering up their thanks for their prayers for healing uh, to uh, yeah to Mary on the leave throw and that's all this peace and quiet is in such stark contrast on this Wednesday morning to the bedlam that will be going on outside on that famous turn and the cobbled track that leads up and past the the chapel when the big races, when Omelette Head Newsblad, for example, comes here, takes on the climb for the umpteenth time in the post-war history of uh, the Flemish classics. So I'm really glad. 
I've actually seen inside this place. And outside, just stepping outside, the view, looking back down the cobble climb, so I'm looking back down as it sweeps away right-handed in front of me, there's a big cross and a view that you don't really see on the television that because this just stands as the gateway to the Flemish Ardennes, this hilly part of West Flanders, you can see, well, you could see, I think, a very long way indeed, were it not for the fact that a big grey cloud has rolled in and it's now starting to snow uh, quite consistently, actually. And I'm the only person up here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's interesting the fact that the Tour of Flanders doesn't come here. It did in 2017 when the race started from Antwerp, but since they reconfigured it in to, to stop finishing in uh, Merbeke, which is Ninova, uh, essentially, and move the finish line to Aldenada in 2011, that was the last time, and 2012 onwards, it uh, hasn't featured. And um, that's a bit of a shame. It, when it did feature in 2017, it was, I think there were still seven more climbs to go um, until the finish line. So it wasn't the kind of decisive moment that it can be in other races. Uh, you know, it has featured in the Tour of Belgium. It's featured in the Bink Bank Tour. I remember a few years ago, Mathieu van der Poel monstering his way up here to, to win the race overall on the final day of that stage race. But uh, it was only in the, actually in the early 80s, in 81, that they added in the extra steep bit at the top that takes you past the chapel. Before that, it didn't quite go as far as that and used to dive back down again before and didn't go right over the top. And then the cobbles were in a terrible state and they were kind of um, reinstated, I think, and repaired in 2004. And there was a ceremony where the... Uh, the Home Secretary, the Home Home Office Minister from the Belgian government came and opened them and one of the other dignitaries on that particular occasion was Guy Verhofstadt, who is a name you might remember from the whole Brexit shenanigans going back a few years. So it's a place of great national significance really and cycling needs these landmarks, doesn't it? These absolutely iconic, unrecognisable landmarks, incredibly important to the race. Avec un ciel si gris qu'il faut lui pardonner avec le vent du nord qui vient s'écarteler avec le vent du nord. Écoutez-le craquer le plat pays qui est le mien avec well this is a kind of crazy situation I've um, I, I'm in Ninova I got in about 20 minutes ago by train and I walked up the kind of 10 or 15 minute walk up to the um, to the municipal cemetery where Theophil Beckman where his name is remembered he wasn't actually buried here um, and for those of you who haven't read 1923 I'm sure you've heard the name by now he's the uh, this Flemish rider from Ninov with whom I develop a long and curious and lasting kind of relationship, I suppose, with his family as well, his surviving family. But Theo, Theo wasn't buried here, but his, uh, when his wife, Irene, who had a long life, actually, uh, when she died, um, 
she was buried here and they added Teofield's name to her to her gravestone but I arrive on the first day of winter in which in this area it has started to snow and it's been snowing heavily as I've told you and now the snow is thick and it's lying on all the gravestones and I did uh, when I visited this last it was in the late spring and it was a hot day and uh, I kind of vaguely remember exactly where the gravestone is but uh, all of the graves now are covered in and it was horizontal it's just a horizontal gravestone uh, and they're all covered in snow and as a result you can't read any of the names so I'm walking around now and I don't think I don't think I'll be able to find it which is both a little sad because I wanted to be able to just to drop by so to speak uh, but also if you've read the book curiously curiously fitting as well no I'm not going to be able to find it so that's that another time next time Bien sûr il y a les guerres d'Irlande et les peuplades sans musique Bien sûr tout ce manque de tendre I'm going to head back to the station where I'd said I'd meet in half an hour Willie but the snow's so it's coming down so heavily and he lives a few miles in a village in Polare, a few miles outside Ninov. I'm not convinced it's a great idea, so I'm going to ring him, see if he's on his way already, because I'm a bit worried. He'll get stuck, we'll get stuck, and it's just not advisable. Hello, Matt. Willie, how are you? Yes. Yes, yeah. Uh, are you okay? Because I'm I'm a bit worried that it's not a good idea for you to get in the car and drive because of the snow. Well, that's no problem. Are you sure? Are, are you on the train? I'm 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 well. I I got off. I'm just walking back to the station now. So I I will see you there in in half an hour if you think it's a if you think it's safe. <laughs> uh, you, you are in Ingolstadt now. Yeah, I just went to the the um to see Theo's um Birkman's grave. But I couldn't, I couldn't see it because everything was covered in snow. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm in Ninov, but um, I can come now and find you. Okay, I'm, I'm just walking back from the, um, from the grave, from the cemetery. So I will be back at the station in about 15 minutes. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll be there. See you okay. soon, Willie. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yes. Yes. Okay. Bye. Well, he's just a straightforward Flandrian, isn't he? Of course he is. Yes, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. What a top man. Also, crazy. But there we go. Me voir un ami pleurer. Bien sûr, il y a nos défaites. Well, I've arrived. Willie picked me up um, from the station and I was standing there with snow on my hat and snow 
on my bag and snow on my shoulders and snow on my arms because it's just amazing this weather but Willie you very kindly drove me all the way to your wonderful house out mm -hmm. here in Polare and last time I came here it was summer do you remember yes I remember very good because you you brought a, a cyclist into my home that I didn't know Oh, mint tea is perfect. Thank you very much. I'm just being. And he was from from Ninova, from the, the neighborhood. I know. Uh, a very strange but beautiful story. Yeah. And I have written a, a poem about him that you have met in your last book about cycling. Eh? I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Translated by you. I translated <laughs> well. I, I with a little bit of help from yeah. artificial intelligence oh, yes, as well. Yes, yes. But um, I, afterwards I want. We're going to read the poem and you're going to read the oh, Dutch yes. and I'll yeah, read the English, English line by yes. line. All right. Okay. No problem. But that was an amazing day, mm -hmm. I, I remember, with yeah, you, because yeah, yeah. Um, now I realise quite how important a character, a figure you are, not not in Ninov, but in Belgium yes. and, and in, in the cycling world in Belgium, which is so important. Yeah. But, but yeah. At, well, we're no, that's... I'm not, that's not a question, that's no. just a statement of fact. Mm -hmm. You are mm -hmm. important. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't know that. And I, I discovered, I made contact with you because I was walking around um, the old cemetery in Merbeke. To find? To find Theo's grave, grave yes, which I didn't yeah. find because no. it had been dug up and, yeah. you know. Um, and on my way out of the cemetery f f by the old church, I saw the statue the sculpture of yes, the, the, the Ronde, Ronde, Ronde van Vlaanderen. Yes, with the poem of, of me, yes. And it had the name, it had the name, how do I say your second name? Verheger? Verheger, yes. Verheger. Yes. Willy Verheger. And, and so I... It's yeah. something like that, yeah. translated, yes. <laughs> so yes. I put into Google, I Google, mm. I stood there and yeah. I, with my phone, I was yeah. Willy Verheger. Yeah. And within... Within a minute, mm -hmm. I had your telephone number. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Yes, yes. And then so it was and a very beautiful story. It to, was. To meet you. Uh, yes. And you invited me straight round. Yes, why not? And within an hour, yeah, I was sitting not? drinking beer it's in a, your garden. It was the first time that uh, <laughs> an English journalist came here to see me uh, and, and talk about cycling. Oh, it's just, it's it was such a, a little uh, yeah, fiesta for me. Yes. Your relationship. Mm. with the sport that I love mm -hmm. and the sport that you love, road racing. Mm -hmm. When did it start and what does it mean to you? But it started when I was a little boy because the eldest uh, brother of my mother uh, was a cyclist in, in the, just after the war, I think, as a young, a young man. But it was not a big talent. No. He didn't uh, continue very long. And then... Uh, at the, in the late 50s, I was in the school of my, of my uh, village, Denderleeuw, and there was uh, a younger brother of Sorgelos, Sorgelos. And Sorgelos was a famous cyclist from, from the region here. He came from Denderhouten, and uh, he was the, the right hand of Rick van Looy, the oh, emperor wow. of Erentals. Yeah. Two, two times world champion. He won all the classics. He is the only one who, who won all the classics, eh, Rick yeah, van Looy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. is still alive. Yeah. He, he, he got uh, 90 a few weeks ago. Fantastic. He is in, in a very good condition. Fantastic. And, and so I was very near to, to the hotspot of Flanders, in, uh, in, of, of, of cycling in Flanders, because that younger brother of the right hand of Rick van Looy studied 
the same thing as, as I did in a college in Denderleeuw. And um, I took very, very fast contact with him and uh, we, we become we became friends, but it's a, a little bit strange and, and sad that he died a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry. He was I'm not, sorry. He was not yeah. so old. Uh, he was a, a year older than, than me. He got uh, 77, but he was sick during a few years. And I've lost one of my youth friends, oh. the young Sorgelos. His uh, first name was Herman, Herman Sorgelos, yes. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah. He started you on this journey. He was the. He started you on this journey, yeah. of well, that has yeah, lasted for the yeah, rest of your he life. Was, he was very proud that his, bro, his bigger brother was was such a good cyclist, and he, he cycled too. He, he he had not the talent of his brother, not at all, yeah. but he 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 was until he was twenty one or two. He was cycling by the the, the amateurs the. the how do they call it? In, yeah, the amateurs. In, the amateurs, yes, yeah. yes. But it was not a, a big talent. But he did the, the Tour of Flanders, for for example, for for uh, amateurs. But yeah. no big prizes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that's how I I came very near to 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 the the, the cycling uh, life in in Flanders and worldwide also because mm. Van Looy was was a, b- a big name, eh? Yes. Yeah. Mm. And now you live in this little village, Polare, mm. near Ninov, near Merbeke, yeah. where yeah, until yeah. 2011, yes. the Ronde from Flanders and yes, finish yes, line. Yes. And the race you were telling me, the race itself, on sometimes, has come yeah. very close to your, yes, your front door. passed a few times uh, near to my house, in, the, <laughs> in our street, and then they, they Climbed the last climb was the Polarberg, the Polar Mountain, a very small uh, <laughs> mountain, but it was it was very hard because it he, he came after 250 yeah, yeah, yeah. or 60 kilometers from the Polarberg to the arrival in Meerbeke. It was maybe five six six kilometers, and the two winners that I remember were uh, Criquion, a yep. Walloon. Yep. Eh? He died uh, very young from the here from not so far from here. The other side of the language border yeah. here in, in De Zakeren, near Gerardsbergen, Gramont, Criquillon. He passed near my house. And the father of Van der Poel, of Mathieu, Adrie, he, he won the Tour de Flanders also here. Passing your via, house. Yeah, passing yeah. my house, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, uh, I told you, I went to the, the Muur, the yeah. Kapelmuur in Gerardsbergen, yes. and I couldn't believe that I saw three poems yeah. by Willy Ferreira yeah. on the... Uh, because on of the snow, you, you, did dis- you did not discover the other poems, I think, yeah. because there are six or seven poems uh, of me, cycling poems on the Muur. It starts on the wall of the um, city hall of Gerardsbergen. There is my, my most um, known poem, um, of, of cycling, uh, r- um, runners don't die. Eh? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I've read that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's on the, on the wall of, of the of of the, of the Capitol Hall. Yes, and then continuing to the the top of the muir, you can read six or seven other poems about cycling that I have written. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Do you think in your time much has changed? Do you think the spirit of the spirit of Flandrian cycling is still the same as it was when you were a kid, when you were young, growing up. 
Well, it's it changed a lot. Uh, yeah, what's the most? Uh, how can I tell it? What what changed a lot is 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 the manner they they cycle. Mm. They, they, I think the yeah. way they race. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's more with with um, teams now. Yeah. Uh, everything is very good regulated. Controlled. Uh, yeah, yeah, controlled. Yeah. Uh, in in the in the fifties when I started to look at at, at the races and in the sixties on television, it, it were still the old times of cycling. I, I with their clothes, mm. the the cycles also were not so uh, not so modern yeah. modern as, as they are now. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it changed a lot. Yes, but um, people here are still interested at, at the same level that's yeah. that was not changing uh, cycling is, is one of the hot things of, of flanders and of belgium yeah. more in flanders than in in Walloon, eh? because when uh, as we have 10 young cyclists in in Walloon, you have one or two yeah it's a big difference yes yeah. yes yeah and where you have 10 in the united kingdom we have 0.1 no oh, yes yeah <laughs> yes yes, yes. But no, it's yeah. a little bit uh, the the center of of the world of of, of Flanders is of cycling is Flanders, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 And still, yeah. still, we have uh, good talent now for the moment. The last years, uh, we we don't have to plane uh, to who complain. Do, who do you like watching of the new of the current generation? This new generation. Now. Yeah. Who do you like of of our our uh, yeah. cyclists Van Aert and and Evenepoel. Yeah. Those two, that are the, the two big champions of Flanders, also yeah. in cycling. Oh, Evenepoel is a real Belgian. Eh? Yeah. He's, he's bilingual. He lives in Brussels. He's, he like, he's like Eddie. Yeah, yes, he's yeah. like Eddie. Eddie was of, yeah. of, of Merckx. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Because Eddie was yeah. French, and yeah. his first language yeah. was French, yeah. and his yeah. second language was yeah. was yeah. Dutch, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Remco yeah. is yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah. And he's not f far from here. Eh? Evenepoel, he passes here to. Uh, he? Beside my doors, Does yes. Yeah. But I did not talk with him. Uh, I, I didn't have the chance. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I hope to do it yeah. this year, maybe when he is uh, training yeah. here in in Inova. Yes. Yeah. And Wout is fa Wout is my, yeah. Wout's my favorite. I think. Yes, yeah. ours too. My my wife also yeah. is a uh, yes fan of of what Van Aert. Yeah. She's nodding. Yeah, yeah. She bought me mint tea. She's sitting yeah. there doing her knitting. <laughs> And uh, agreeing that yeah, it's well. For, for her daughter-in-law, she she's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very fine work. Yes. I love it. It's fine it's work. Calm, eh? yeah. what, what is it? I like. I li it's Ali. I like knitting. Eh? It's very. It's, uh, you are calm. You're, it's a bit zen. Eh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> very. You're you're yeah. you're meditating. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You're meditating. Yeah. 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 I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> So we all agree, Wout van Aert. Yes. Wout van Aert, yes. Yeah. But uh, it's a pity that he 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 does too much for for, for other riders. He works too much for for not for himself. Yeah. We, I think yeah. yes, that's a, that's a problem uh, f from the, the 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 past years. But his biggest problem is is the young van der Poel, Mathieu van der Poel. Yeah, he can't who, beat him. At the moment, little, he can't beat he, him. No, he's a little bit stronger, yeah. van der Poel. I have to admit it. I, I am admiring him as, as a very strong boy. Uh, if, if you look his, his legs, it's, it's yes. Yeah. And I, I I think that it will be 
the same this year too in in 224 that van der Poel will be stronger than the Van Aert yes in the one and, and in the now, one day races but yes. but, but van der Poel yeah. will not do the things at the no, grand at no, the grand no, tours no, in the Giro no. d'Italia the Tour but, de France but I I think that that Van Aert cannot win a big a big tour neither no. I don't uh, think so you sure yeah he, he will try maybe now in the in the Giro yeah, maybe, yeah. but Pogacar is there yeah that's a problem yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a very big problem because I think that Pogacar will will, will win the, the Giro this year the Giro, yeah. without accidents yeah. or something like that yeah. Yeah, it will be but Van Aert is admirable eh? he's, he's yeah. very and, and a beautiful yeah. Uh, cyclist yeah on, 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 on the bike he is so so fine to to watch no, I, I like him very much, yes, yes. Do you think it's fair yeah. that we make comparisons now mm-hmm. between Remco yeah. and Tade Pogacar and Eddie Merckx? Mm. Do you think that's fair? Do you see, because you, you obviously remember, you know Eddie Merckx. Yes, yes. Is yes. it personal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's, it's fair and reasonable to genuinely compare... Tadej Pogacar and Eddie Merckx, for example, or Remco Evenepoel and Eddie Merckx? It's always a difficult question eh, to compare cyclists and, and other sportsmen. Uh, I don't do it. Uh, I'm not interested in doing it. They are what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's it's not uh, it's not so useful to to compare. Yeah, you're I, right. I think yes, yes. You're right. And, and Marx was the greatest, the biggest. When you see his yeah. palmarès, yeah. what what he did one, yeah. yeah, unbeatable. I think yeah. maybe also in the in the future. Yeah. 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 When I was writing my book, you yeah. sent me, you sent me a fantastic picture of you and Eddie, mm-hmm. maybe from ten years ago or fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. ma- maybe longer. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Beautiful picture. Yeah. How well have you got to know Eddie Merckx over the years? Well, well I, I met him the first time and, and we talked uh, at the presentation of my first uh, book with poems about cycling. It was, I think, in 86 or something like, like that in Ghent. And a lot of riders were, were invited, Sercu, Merckx, uh, Sergeant, uh, Van der Nauten, I remember the big names. Eh? If you have Merx and Sercu, yeah. eh? yeah. the, the two biggest names. Sercu on the on the on the piste, on eh? the track, on the on track, the track. Yeah. and Merx for for everything. Think, yeah. Yes, and so we we that that's that was the start of us our relation. Yeah. But I I did met him a few times uh, after that. But not so regular. Yeah. No, not, not, not. Yeah. Uh, but most of, of the cyclists that um, I know and that uh, have a poem of me, of me about uh, are, are very, were very interested and, and a little bit, um, how, how do they call it, um, and grateful that I did write uh, a poem about them. Yes, yes. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure yes, they're grateful. Yes, it's yes, a fantastic yes, honor. Yes, yes. Well, maybe we should read the poem about Théophile. Shall, ah, yes. shall we do that? Yes. In the, in the back of the book, you've. Well, well, have you got it there or? Yeah. Here is the, the English translations. It's both. There's both. both. There's ah, both. Yes. In the back. So I'm just going to open my. This is weird. Opening my own book. Yeah. There it is. There we have. There we have it. Ah yes. You have to get your glasses. Do you know what? I have to get my glasses also. (laughs) 
I dedicated uh, the poem about Theophil Beekman that you discovered eh, uh, to you, Ned. And now I will read it in my language, okay, in you, Dutch, Flemish. If yes. you read, if you read one verse, then you will, and read then I'll read the, ah, the yes. translation. All Let's right. do it like that. Okay. Yeah. It's um, aflossing. <laughs> het dorp Meerbeke, waar ooit de grootste merks voor een tweede keer de Ronde van Vlaanderen won, is zijn beste renner ooit vergeten. Van hem en zijn roem is niets meer overgebleven. Alleen een metalen letternaam op het graf van zijn jong weduwe geworden Irene. The little town of Meerbeke, where once the greatest Merks won the Tour of Flanders for the second time, has forgotten its greatest rider. Of him and his fame, nothing more remains, save for his name in metal letters on the grave of his young widow Irene. Of who deze kampioen achter de duistere gordijnen van de ongenadige tijd is verdwenen. Hij, die driemaal net buiten het magische Tour de France podium viel en in diezelfde Tour twee ritten won, zich ook bijna kroonde met de eeuwige kasseien van Hellestad Roubaix. Has forgotten how this champion behind the dark curtains of merciless time is gone. He who thrice fell just short of the magical Tour de France podium but won two stages of the very same race and nearly crowned himself with the eternal cobblestones of the city of hell, Roubaix. Zijn atletische Parnassus bereikte hij op 6 juli 1926 in een Pyreneeënrit die de renders medogenloos met modder, ijzige kou en stortregens verlamde. Een zwarte katafalk waarop pijn en labeur heersten. Lucien Buissen won in Luchon. Beekman werd vierde op deze dag die als het top-inferno van het wielrennen wordt beschouwd. Meer dan 17 uur onmenselijk zwoegen. De grote Ottavio Botecchia weende toen, als een kind. His Mount Parnassus came on the 6th of July 1926 on a race through the Pyrenees which ceaselessly froze riders with mud, icy cold and torrential rain. A black catafalque on which pain and labour reigned. Lucien Busse won in Luchon. Beckman was fourth. On this day, they say it was the ultimate cycling hell. The 17 hours of inhuman toil left the great Ottavio Botecchia weeping like a child. Theophile, rust nu, door mijn schuldige pen in eer hersteld. Ik zie zijn gestileerde en bruingebrande benen glanzen, zijn karakterkop, getooid met een aureool van bloemen. Theophile now rests in peace, honoured by my guilty pen. I can see his sculpted, bird-brown legs glint, his head, his character, adorned with a halo of flowers. Willy Ferreira, 2022. Thank you, Willy. Thank you, Ned. Thank you. Well, I'm back at Ninov Station and I'm just about on time to get my... Uh, connection onto Brussels and then home on the Eurostar and the snow is now really thick and I, I cannot believe that when he drove from Polari to Ninov picked me up took me back, fed me, him and his fabulous wife Arlette, thank you they, made, they, they served me a plate of spaghetti bolognese and, uh, and then a, a slice of um, cake called Ville I think which is delicious Anyway, um, and then it, it just carried on snowing the whole time. And then he got back in the car and drove 
in ridiculous conditions, frankly. Cars beginning to slip all over the place. Down into Ninov, and he's dropped me at the station, negotiated it all safely, and he's he's heading back, and I hope he gets back. I hope he gets back okay, because he's a legend. And just before he dropped me off, he, I said, listen, I'm so grateful to you. And he just slapped me on the leg and said, and I to you, and then he said, you are a little bit obsessed, a bit like me. <laughs> I took that as the highest compliment. And so another kind of 48 hours in Belgium comes to an end. In extraordinary conditions. Not everything that I came here to do kind of worked in quite the way that I wanted it to, but I've enjoyed it nonetheless. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, oh yeah, I meant to say, we'll be back. David and I at least, and maybe Pete, will be back um, for the tour of Flanders and um, watch this space because very soon in the next few days we're going to be releasing details of um, how you can join us for the tour of Flanders uh, so follow us on, on, on Twitter and uh, that information will will be released very soon anyway from Belgium with love catch you soon bye Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.